hello and welcome to the UK uh, uh, Show Review Podcast. My name's uh, apparently Sky God, uh, otherwise known as Dan, and joining me today are... Dom. And Tom. It's so short. That was, I loved it. I loved I had it. To, I, I had to This is the best uh, thing. Uh, well, now, now you're, now no, you're no, officially now you're a pilot, pilot again. again. Yeah. Uh, guys, have I mentioned to you that I'm a pilot? Oh, here's how, 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 does, oh, how does it feel? It's good. It's good. I'm not going to lie. Just to, be, just to be able to tell everyone, not not the actual flying. Just oh, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how do you know that a pilot is a pilot? <laughs> he tells you. <laughs> so All right, vegan. <laughs> you see that will be where aviators one of the two um so it's been quite a busy weekend again in the uk um had a couple of shows up and down the country uh <coughs> first one being the return of the teesside show for a good couple of years now which you know they had some looked like they had some interesting stuff lined up there was a i think an l39 solo display uh they got mm. managed to get the hh a hunter on static and things like that um i think i mean none of us went uh it looks like most of it turned up i don't think the l39 actually ended up showing mm. um i think it had a fuel leak um but i think that the unfortunately the going off what a lot of people have said is the traffic was just abysmal it's that mm. old thing that always happens with air shows traffic is getting in or out is a bloody nightmare um which they, they, they issued it they issued a statement didn't they they did um, yeah apologizing for it i mean credit to them for for saying you know and holding their hands up and going look we've we've screwed it up um we'll look at it next time um rather than just you know burying their heads in the sand because i mm. imagine it put a lot of people off um but, I don't really think uh, they have much choice. Well, no, exactly. I Some mean, of the tweets in the videos I saw looks absolutely horrific. Yeah, I think I saw what was it, someone came for four hours or something like that, mm-hmm. just completely gridlocked, it wasn't moving anywhere. And it's just a simple thing, you know. Well, it's not, no, I tell a lie, it's not a simple thing. I've never done traffic management before. <laughs> I think the closest I got was marshalling cars in the Scouts car park once. But... <laughs> no, d- direct equivalence, mate. The, but the, 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 thing about, the thing about traffic, it always strikes me, the thing about traffic is, um, you know, when, when a show returns and it's sort of a new team or it's a team that hasn't really you know, done it for, for a while, then, then you can give them a bit of latitude. But mm. I don't know, I think with traffic, you don't know it's a problem in, until you sort of, you kind of need to have that problem yeah. in order to sort of deal with it because you can't simulate it. No, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, unless you've got a model from the last year where it was horrendous or yeah. something. So, um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't look to be very good. I remember back in 2015, I went to the old Throckmorton Air Show in uh, Worcestershire, and the traffic out of that was that was the worst I've ever been in. And um, I think the organisers were really bullish about it as well. Oh, really? um, yeah, I can't. I can't remember now. It's, it's going, you know, seven years going back. But um, I, I just remember that was the worst traffic I've ever been in, and it just does get so frustrating. Um, but then, you, yeah, it's just you're in it. That's it. Well, that's it. Um, and there's no amount of, I mean, by all means. And I, I think it's good that the organisers and people tweet about it because then the otherwise they're never going to know. Yeah. Um, I remember I did Cleethorpe's air show in. 2014 and 
I think seaside shows always suffer from it. Mm. I mean, <laughs> you're on the coast, you've only sort of got 180 degrees to go. You can either go up, down, or... That's the worst geography lesson <laughs> I've ever given. <laughs> Ian, for God's sake, scratch that. I do know where I'm going in an aeroplane. Clearly at the seaside, I've got no chuffing on <laughs> Just, just avoid any coastal airports. <laughs> yeah. Where's your local Aberdeen? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> just come yeah, to Birmingham. Just come to Birmingham. You'll be fine. I'd, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of near Birmingham and and traffic, we also had which, um, you know, one of the I'd say the biggest air show that we've had in the season so far was the Cosford show, which uh, Dom and Tom and a couple of the others staff members were at this weekend mm. um, I know we've obviously got the review coming out soon but do you guys want to chat a little bit about Cosford this weekend? Did you have a good time? Did you? Was it nice to be back? Because it's been what? Three, 2019 since the last one? 2019 yeah Yeah. It was you know it was good to be back yeah seeing fast jets European fast jets uh, was good to see you know, being back at what for me is the local it takes me, take, mm. it takes me half an hour to get to Cosford yeah. uh, so it is the local air show not being since 2019 it was really good to be back and giving credit where it's due tickets and it was only officially properly announced that tickets went on sale in January so less than five months to arrange a full scale air show fair play yeah was it a bit touch and go whether there would actually be a show this year no Christmas, we were wondering where we were going to be going with COVID and stuff like that. Is that the reason that they held off until January, or was it just was that always the plan? I don't, I don't know because no obviously I'm I'm penning the review and I've been trawling their social media. And late last year, or yeah, in December last year, there was a date announced, right? And then nothing. But then in mid January, it was like, yeah, okay, we're on tickets on sale. And I think three, maybe three, two or three weeks later, that's the first participant was announced. Okay. The um, they they mentioned in the in the podcast that they did the RAF podcast um, back in April or end of April, start of May, something like that. That um, the the actual final decision to go ahead was only made um, five months before the show. So that's that's about January time. Maybe they sort of yeah. So. <clears throat> and it, <clears throat> excuse me, and it kind of, you think of shows like, like Cosford, I mean, we've interviewed the Cosford staff a couple of times, not the new team, but certainly the old team. And every time they will say that basically they they, they work for a full year. So they'll have the show in June, you know, they'll sort of all take a break. And I don't blame yeah. them once they've, once they've tidied up in, you know, late June, start of July, um, August, they start to pay off. Um, whatever needs paying off for that particular year and they start getting in sponsors for the next year and then sort of September they 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 prepare next year's business plan um, and, and get down to it and start chucking out invites for international participants um, and that's in September and that's also all of the other stuff you know portaloos and tracking and you know cones and all that all the stuff that you just that you need to run an air show that you never think of Um so it's, it's very much a year-round job. So to condense that into less than six months is is insane. To yeah. do it to do it two years in 
after a pandemic where a lot of companies you know a lot of those sort of suppliers and stuff that they sort of rely on on rolling contracts or they just sort of approach every year they might have folded or you know um i've heard that there's a shortage of portaloos i've heard that there's a shortage of um something else as well that is just so like you just wouldn't think twice about it in Asha. i can't remember what it was now but all these little things so not only have they had the challenge of two years of catching up to do with new companies and sponsors and everything else um they've also only had five months to do even just a regular year our show they would have struggled in any regular year so the fact that a safe and happy crowd was uh, a safe air show was delivered to a happy crowd was i think that's that's the headline point of any sort of discussion Mm. of cosford i think you know that that's an amazing job um by those organizers and a sellout as well and a sellout yeah sold out what two weeks before yeah because didn't you you ended up tom having to (laughs) yeah i was i was waiting i was waiting for the weather and i was like i was sort of i knew it was touch and go and then they um i was i think they sold out on like the friday and i phoned the raf museum i was like have you got any tickets they're like yeah we do but they're going to be gone by saturday morning so first thing saturday morning i drove to the museum luckily it's local for me too so um yeah, and I got a ticket, and I got a ticket. I think I've got it here somewhere. It's like nine hundred and something, and I think they had a thousand or two thousand there. Hey. So, yeah, but um, yeah, they 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 sold out. We what, what you don't know, what we don't know is what the proportion is of rolled over tickets from yeah twenty twenty, but um, I don't know. In any event, it was a capacity crowd, so however many they rolled over because the pandemic started early in twenty twenty, and not that many people, not that many mm. punters buy tickets in march so no who knows who knows but uh I, yeah i'm interested I, I presume it will be but is the capacity this year the same as the capacity for pre-covid or have they reduced it i guess there's no reason to reduce it anymore but i was just wondering if, mm. if there was a reduction in capacity i think from That's what we question. what i saw on the crowd line there was there was no reduction in crowd capacity i think did, I think did it certainly didn't feel like it Okay. Um, I think they said a couple of times on the tannoys that sixty thousand people were there. Holy mm. shit! It's a big, big. Well, it's a small airfield, but it's a big air show. Yeah, yeah people. Like I, I, I think absolute capacity has been quoted at sixty k, mm. um, and I think they kind of aim for like maybe fifty five k, and and then you know maybe another five on trains or something. But um, I've I've heard yeah they they said that their capacity is sixty thousand, and sixty thousand was the figure I heard. So. Yeah, I, I don't think they reduced it at all. It didn't oh, feel like nice. it. In fact, this is the first time I've really sort of, you know, okay, we've been to Shuttleworths and stuff, but this is kind of, for me, feels like the first proper back to normal sort of year now because there's been a Cosford and it just like, it's yep. more than just a Shuttleworth or a Duxford. It, it, it is a big show. Sure, and yeah. um, seeing the crowds and the crowd line, it was back to the sort of, you know, 10 rows deep type of thing. It, it was It was full. So. That must have been quite nice to see in a way. Or not not nice in the respect that get off my patch, but also <laughs> um, All those all those things come flooding back. You know, you see <laughs> you see some some like some family that are like they're all pissed by ten o'clock and you think, <laughs> How how are you getting home? you know? Or you see like, you know, people like build like a like they carve out a bit of real estate and they'll put up a gazebo and windbreaks and you just think, Blimey neck, you know, a colourful castle. Um, all those things come flooding back that I haven't thought about for two years, and then you think, "Oh God!" Like you know, people tying chairs, defences, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I tell you what, that that so, reminds yeah. me. You saying about gazebos reminds me of a Waddington one year where I was going to the toilet, 
big up the portaloos um big up the portaloos um never mind a gazebo they've got sort of basically a kitchen worktop with a bloody <laughs> candelabra on top it was like whoa <laughs> that's a flex <laughs> like, wow it's I like mean, an Austin, Austin Powers accused to an air show. Show, <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>, baby. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so it, it was good. And it, it, all those things that you just don't think about with, with air shows on the day-to-day, but you, you just see unconsciously, um, that all came flooding back. And that was look, that was really nice to see, in a way. I appreciate that we're, we're filming this and people listening can't see this, but it's doing eight hours of this. So, <laughs> staring, weekend. staring up into the sky. Yeah, yeah like my, my, Adam's, my Adam's apple's got a wicked suntan. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to like tan the bottom of your chin. <laughs> yeah, you know, these old people that lie there with like mirrors on their chest and stuff. Now just go to an air show for a bit. Um, yeah, no, it, but it, it was really good. It was in a way, it felt like it, it was just like it was just. 2020 you know like as in it just felt like 2019 was last year i was thinking about like the p3 and the check griffin uh griffin and you know these things i was like god that's you know it's like three years ago yeah um so it's a bit like when you come home from uni or something and then your parents go oh has the place changed much and you're like well yeah you know that used to be a club and now it's a restaurant and you know yeah. that that house is now burnt down or something but in a way it hasn't it's, it's really works <laughs> well, hey look party party central there's a reason the nightclub stopped being a nightclub as well um but um no it was it, so yeah it was really nice and all those emotions came flooding back and um that was kind of nice even if some of those emotions were a bit like oh fucking hell look at that <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean i guess the thing with cosford compared to any other sort of big show in the uk it's you've got the constant which is you have the museum exhibits that come out and are put on the taxiways and stuff. So that is kind of like, you know, I know they bring out different things and I'll let you guys talk about what was there and what wasn't there. But from that well, aspect, it's, at least... Well, it's interesting you say that because... So the, the, the big sort of acquisition for the RAF Museum this year is um, Bravo November, the, you know, the, the most famous Chinook in, in all of the RAF. Probably maybe the most famous helicopter the that the RAF has, has had in the world. Yeah. Um, but um, you know that that was that was really disappointing because they sort of advertised it as being out on static, and I thought that'd be really cool if they genuinely pulled it out of the mu- museum. It's mm. in um, Hangar One, you know, with the Argosy, um, yes, yeah. and stuff. So it's actually sort of on the airfield site rather than bracketed away in the Cold War Museum or or the for the hangars further away, um, if you know the site. <clears throat> but all they really did was just leave it in the museum. They just opened the doors behind it. And I think that's a bit lazy because it was kind of, it was in its same position and it's like, oh, it's going to be on static. Well, all right. But then you could have, why didn't you advertise the Argosy being on static? You know, it's just yeah. there in the museum. All you did was open the back door. So I thought that was a bit lazy. Um, uh, and they, they sort of pulled the Picara out of storage. The Picara long been in an exhibit in the museum has had to make way for some, you know, basically more World War Two warbirds, which is um, not a bad thing. But it's a shame it's been put into storage because it's such a unique thing. Um, yeah. But in the in this Falklands anniversary year, they sort of put it in storage, and you think, yeah, what you really couldn't have found room in Hangar One to stick it next to Bravo November, or yeah, and, and there's no wings on it either, by the looks of it. No, yeah, like we we were looking at that. Yeah, we, we were looking at that. It doesn't look like they've been sawn off. It, you know, you can see the bolts have all been sort of replaced. You know, and they're not holding onto anything. Right. So ho- hopefully they've just been taken off. But you know, it's things like that. 
I'm sure that there's a very good reason. The wings might be sort of on top of a very, very tall shelf and they didn't have the equipment to bring them down or yeah, <clears throat> anything. But that kind of thing, it's, it's, it's this is what they say about relationships, isn't it? It's the little things um, that make the grand gestures work. So yeah. you put the Picara on static, people are going to notice that it doesn't have wings. If you, yeah. if, if, if you can't put wings on it, then, you know, maybe don't put it into storage. But... I, you know, the RAF Museum have their own agenda, and so do the mm. so do the show, and and obviously I'm just a gob on a stick. But um, <laughs> it was disappointing to see it without wings. You know, it just just didn't look right. Yeah. Um, so it looked a bit dumped, and I think there was only two items: it the Devon and Pembroke. They were the only Devon, Devon, and Devon and Pembroke have been have been shifted. I don't know. I haven't been to the. I haven't been round the museum. I've been to the museum to get the tickets, but I haven't actually sort of been around the exhibits. So I don't know. But Devon and Pembroke used to be where Bravo November now is. So I don't know if they were also shifted into storage and they've been brought out of storage. Um, so that might have been unique. But there wasn't a tremendous. There wasn't like a really. You know, in previous you know in that. previous years where they pulled out like a really big ticket item from the museum, like the um, the TSR two, yeah. or back you know back in twenty eighteen, like half of the of the World War Two hangar was out, and they all had yeah. those you know those tents and stuff, or whatever. The they didn't EAP, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. They they didn't seem to be like a kind of a a big ticket item that was pulled out of the museum. Um, and yeah, you know, the Devon and Pembroke were fine, but they were sort of crammed together. And then there was loads of space to one side of them. Mm, and then they were sort of crammed together. And you're reticent to say anything's lazy. And I, I sort of don't want to use that term too strongly and too frequently. But they sort of did felt a bit plonked rather than placed. Yeah, I mean, from the pictures that I've seen, it looked like there was more effort made by the DSAE to put things like the Hawks and Jags and all the other bits and pieces out and on display, you know, like with weapons on and things like inert weapons, but like the Hawk T1s look quite cool, actually. Well, walking around the static, you know, Cosford has so many Jaguars, millions of <laughs> things, but I, I only counted five, I think. They had Spotty, the old kinetic two-seater hmm. raspberry ripple twin-seater uh, there was one in a hangar on jacks doing like a hydraulic system display that and there was, was X, uh, that was the special 41 squadron tail one wasn't it yeah, yeah. and then where the air crew tent was right at the bottom of the crowd line there was the all black twin seat hmm. in front right. of that so I don't think that wasn't yeah, unless and, were... and there was the desert pink one. They did a they did a desert course, pink yeah. static line okay, of the, with a you know. But but yeah. But you think about how many there are, and 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 there was that sort of you know, Dan. You, you know, so you got that sort of the hangers at the back, and and there's mm. that taxiway that runs along. <clears throat> and then there's those blast pens at the one end, where which are normally quite nice photographically. And in there, yeah. they put that refurbed um, GR1 tornado, which looks gorgeous. And I'm really glad they put it in there. Um, nice. Fair play to them for that. That does look good, alongside the Raspberry Ripple Jag. But that taxiway all the way up there, it was just there was nothing there. It was just dead, um, and there was a lot of space between the hangars with nothing in them. Um, that's, that's weird because I, I mean I've done Cosford once, which was all right, fine, five years ago. <clears throat> but I remember, and it was literally Jag, 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 all yeah, the way down the yeah. taxiway. Just wherever they could dump them on a piece of grass, they'd go there. Yeah, I must have counted yeah. like twelve Jags. 
Well, exactly, um, and and there was all the different sort of configurations. You know, you you had the grey ones, you had the special schemes, you had the the camouflage ones, you had the ones with all the panels that are always off. Um, <laughs> you know, just just drag them out, just stick them out. But maybe they just lacked the um the the manpower to put them back in, or yeah, or, maybe you know, they they go through a different cycle. But there was just a massive lack of jags for, for considering we know how many are are on site. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe they were rusty, like prop, like Jaguar cars. They're all just broken. <laughs> Yeah, but that's fine. All they need to do is sit there. They're not flying. <laughs> Joe Public wouldn't, wouldn't... They wouldn't have a clue. You know, not to discredit no. Joe Public, but... You know, would they really be able to tell yeah, aluminium corrosion on it? So, mm. And I mean, like Tom said, there was just loads of space in between, I think, the top hangar just before the blast pens. They got this massive space. They had some metal fence and a, and a, uh, a vendor's trailer sat in there. But then, nice. the four, where the Pecara was, they had a Wasp and uh, a Sea Harrier. That was Navy Wing's new Wasp, and it, um, yeah. re- uh, and that was due to fly. For some reason, it, it didn't. But um, yeah, it looks gorgeous. But and you know, but it was yeah, that it was, was sort of crammed in. So there tightly with crammed Harrier. in in that one area, and then the other side, they had the Tempest mock off. So there was loads of people mm. queuing to get in there, and it was just so crammed in. But then. The next, literally, the next hang, end of the next hangar up, it's nothing. Mm. Yeah, it's you know, spatially, it's really weird. As well, they could have made such a better effort with that, with that space they had. That's it. Spatially, it was really weird. It was like um, <clears throat> we were sort of collating our thoughts for, for for you to write the review, and I said it, it felt simultaneously sort of claustrophobic but also quite yawning in spaces there were spaces where there was just nothing and 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 the public wouldn't have known to carry on walking you know you sort of reach the end and you think well there's no more planes around you know oh, well, i guess they, they wouldn't have known to go to the blast pens because there wasn't really anything yeah. there other than the other people walking there um but um and then at the other end we yeah, there was like a hawk t1 that was so close to the toilets that the wing was like you know only a couple of <laughs> feet away toilet. from from the corner of it you know and it was like right up against the portaloo on the one side and then the hangar door on the other side it was just so crushed in um so yeah really spatially it was very very weird um but uh, you know but rough with the smooth they also managed a uk search and rescue helicopter history lineup which is i think i think it's the first time it's been done or yeah that was the first time cool. i've seen it so they had the whirlwind the the they had historic helicopters yellow whirlwind cosford's the, the bases yellow wessex historic helicopters yellow seeking and then a coast guard aw13 uh what sorry 169 um 189 even 189, and yeah. um it looked uh <laughs> i'll get them right they all look the same 139 169 189 all, all just—they're like scars guards. They're all just gorgeous siblings. That's it. You just funny, <laughs> funny, funny thing around that. So on on the Saturday afternoon, uh, me, Tom, and Ian Garfield were on the platform waiting for arrivals, and there was uh, a Navy guy and I think RAF guy who was wearing his camo, and he must have been filming some shorts for social media. And luckily, we didn't get out of there. Thank but, Christ, um, we're not on that. <laughs> the first thing that Tom Tom the first thing out of Tom's got mouth I'm a helicopter guy 
I was like, oh, well, I'm a helicopter. They were like, what are you looking forward to seeing? And I was like, oh, don't say the red arrows. Don't, say, don't be a prick. So I was like, well, I'm a helicopter guy. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the historic helicopters. I'm like, for fuck's sake. I hope that doesn't go on online. Me just no. being... And then Tom was really excited to see the eight, uh, 169. Yeah, but I mean, it, but it's nice. Hey, hey, look, it's a Coast Guard 169. How often do you see them? Uh, 189. Again, seen, seen it. <laughs> it's all the same. I'm convinced that Leonardo was just trying to trick us, all right? <laughs> and it wasn't an S92, so it's fine. I was just about to say, good job it wasn't an S92, otherwise you'd have vomed on it. Yeah, I would have vomed on it. Disgusting. <laughs> Although, yeah. I mean, that that in itself, big helicopter. Me like big helicopter. But, um... <laughs> it's, also very, it's also very ugly. If you looked at the tail of an S92, it does look like a Meccano set. It's just bolted, and then there's another bolted... Oh, God. So, I, um... More on this next when we next do our podcast. But when I was in Aberdeen doing my base training, I was pointing out to the guys like, "Oh, there's an S92," and then I was like, "Look how high the road, the main road, compared to the fuselage." And they were like, "Oh crap, I can't unsee that now." <laughs> yes, you notice that with Sikorskis, they're just their rotor mass oh, is stupidly high. Um, don't know why. Brap. But um, yeah, so uh, Search and Rescue History, that was really nice and that was really cool that it was done in the way that it was done. Um, and, and that was an awesome, awesome, innovative static. And that was really, really good. So, you know, credit you for that. That's one of the best. And it's so simple, you know, you just think, whack it out. Cosford's got the unique ability to right. do it because they've got a yellow, <laughs> because they've got <a> yellow Wessex. <laughs> so, yeah, that was awesome. I love seeing that. Just looking at the pictures, it looks like they've done the Coast Guard thing on one side of the taxiway, and then on the other side, did they do the Gulf War yeah. pink jets thing? That's yeah. quite cool. I like that. Yeah. So then, so then the other side, they they had because obviously they've got their they've got their pink, well painted pink. It's not really, it's not, it's not authentically pink. Painted pink tornado gr. Then they've got their pink uh, buccaneer, uh, pink jag, obviously, and then the, uh, at the back of it, they had their grey tornado. It's an F1. Is it an F1 or is it an F3? Two, I think. Pick a, pick a number, Tom. Uh, <laughs> tornado. Tornado. Great tornado. There you go. Tornado. Um, <laughs> tornado double F. Tornado fast. <laughs> but, um, tw- yeah. Uh, tornado French Air Force. Um, so that was really, uh, that was really, really, really good as well. So, yeah, fair play to those particular statics. And they had a really good, um, they had an RAF C-130, you know, massive beast that you just don't expect to see at Cosford, which is really, really cool. Well, last time you'll see it at Cosford. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I was well, I was well glad to get a coin from the crew for that. Yeah, I said for that, as in from them. Um, you got a coin for turning up. Well done. For turning up, yeah. Participation <laughs> trophy. So, um, yeah. But that was a static. Flying-wise, um, a bit more of a truncated day, wouldn't you say, Tom? Uh, Dom? Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of gaps in between the displays. Whether that was... Team Raven were down for the list, but they lost, got 20 minutes for a display with that, maybe more. Yeah. Which, they just not know, a, up? According to some posts on the forum, there was an issue with someone's insurance. Whoops! I don't know. Who, I don't know how true that is. But, you know. It's. It, I mean, it might well be true, but at the same time, you don't want to sort of read too much into, you know, stuff that that might not be because other civilians displayed fine. So unless it's their particular yeah. one, but um, yeah. There were gaps between, and the, some of the best commentary I've heard from Ben um, and, and Andy Pawsey, um, just, I think it was Andy Pawsey, um, 
trying to fill those gaps. Uh, did, do you know the longest, most frustrating gap was, was when the F-35 was due? Because you could just see it coming a mile off and it just took so long. <laughs> and you just think, come on. <laughs> we all... Yeah. But um, flying, the, the actual quality, the show was carried, I think, by the European fast jets. Definitely. French, French Rafale was usually excellent. And then the Belgian F-16 just took it to another level, man. I've heard um, nothing but praise for that F-16 display. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's really good to to the point where, and as you, as you just said, Tom, the, the sort of European fast jet yardstick has been the French Air Force Rafale for a good few years now. Yeah, but I've not actually heard many people mention the Rafale. Apparently, not that it was bad. It was typically the, excellent. Yeah, but it was just that the Belgian F sixteen display was stratospherically good. It um. It takes something, I think, to take an airframe as old as the F sixteen, and it is old, especially the um, <laughs> especially the Belgian ones, um, as well as the Dutch and, and the Norwegian, basically you know, the conventional European ones. And um, to take an airframe as old as that, that's been displayed as regularly as it has been by the Belgians and the Dutch, and it's not like you know a new air force has come on the scene <clears throat> and the the pilots like you. Know, just changing the way we think about displays. This is just the Belgian F-16. They've been displaying it for donkey's years. And yeah. yet, somehow, <clears throat> they've just pulled stuff out of the bag that I've never, ever seen an F-16 do. Yeah. Um, so much negative G. Like, it must be, like, his head must be like a tomato or something. But <laughs> it, 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 Photographically, very kind of a difficult display. But it just is one of those ones you just need to, you need to make way, make room to see it whilst this... Uh, um, whilst it's in its current hands because it's just got so many new manoeuvres I didn't know an F-16 could do. I've never seen any F-16 demo do that kind of stuff. Mm. So it's really good. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it, it, it's going to get to a point soon and I think we're sort of on the cusp of it now. All right, fine, we've got the what we've got, the Belgians, the Polish, the Greeks and the Turks. Turks. That's, so four F-16... Oh, sorry, and the Danish. What am I thinking of? And the Danish as well. What, what are you thinking of? Operators? Display, dis- no, display teams. Uh, dis- the, the, the Danish periodically display. Mm. Um, uh, but, you know. But it's sort of getting to a point now where, you know, you'd go to a rear and you'd get three or four F-16 displays and it's starting to become not a rare item. I'm not going to use that phrase, but give it, f- I don't know, five, six more years and there, yeah, there won't be that many left. Um so well, they're, cool they're, they're disappearing, you know. Norwegians yeah. have gone. Like, you know, we didn't think in, was it 2019 we saw them at Riyadh? We didn't think that would be the last time. And, that you know, that's it. They're, they're done. They're gone. Yeah. Um, the Dutch aren't far off. Dutch, Dutch can't be far off. Those, um, <laughs> uh, you know, Belgium. I guess with the with the Polish and the Turkish and the Greeks, you know, they have slightly newer models of F-16s. Yeah. And maybe they'll be replaced by things like, perhaps there'll be a Romanian F-16 display or Slovakian that, yeah. or something, you know, when, when those sort of things start to come in. But from the legacy ones, yeah, it's, uh, there's not long left. From a photography perspective, because it's obviously a new scheme this year for the for the Belgians, what is it called? Dream Viper. Dream Viper, yeah. Any good, bad, indifferent for photography? I know cost is always a bit of a weird one. It's yeah, it's, I, it's di- difficult to judge with Cosford because maybe with maybe with the sun behind, you know, more things would have been lit up in a different way. Um, it's it's black, and black aircraft mm. are either amazing or 
or tricky shits. Like there's nothing, there's no, yeah. there's no middle ground. No. Um, it's like that BBMF um, hurry, you know. It's just so. But the the green really pops. Like I said, it looks like a can of monster. It's flown like the pilot's drunk a can of man- monster. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, photographically, it's quite difficult. There's not exactly that many top sides. There's a lot of belly stuff, but it's just it's sensational to watch. Sam Wise will like that then. Undersides. <laughs> what? Um, um, but yeah, really, really good. Uh, yeah, it, it, it might be completely different with the sun, you know, in a different position. So it's difficult to judge. Mm. Um, um, and also weather and everything else, so it's tough. And we've sort of, we sort of started the top of the show talking about it with T side, and I noticed you two have kept quite tight lipped about it. Was you were saying Tom about going back to a big air show reminds you of all the things that you, you think about <laughs> from before. What was it like getting out? <laughs> Said the priest to the vicar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, dear. Dom, do you want to uh, save me, dig me out of this hole? Uh, it wasn't one of the better Cosfords for getting out. I mean, Cosfords always had a bit of a reputation, hasn't it? For being a little, I mean, little bit... And it always better. will do. There, there's two ways in and out of Cosford. And, you know, if you're heading towards Birmingham, there's only really one way you can go out, unless you want to head out towards Shrewsbury and then come back on yourself down at the M54 which by the time you've sat in the traffic by the time you've gone that way and come back on yourself it's probably about the same sort of time anyway so you're always going to have an element of of traffic today getting out of Cosford but this year just seemed to be a a lot worse than usual I didn't even Tom and I went for another static walk again Mm. after the show and even then, I think that must have been 45 minutes, an hour. Mm. It was still another an hour and 15 minutes before I even thought about starting the car up. And then when I did, it was, I think, 25 to 8. When I, when 25 I to 8? Yeah. Show, end, show ended at 10 to 5. Um, the, what? Well, the, fly, the flying ended at 10 to 5. Um, oh. we, had a, we had an hour's walk around. So, call it, what, 6, maybe... Five, ten past six, something like that. Um, started trying to move at half six. Didn't leave the Cosford site until uh, I think seven twenty, so almost an hour. And it was just going half a mile just to get to the gate. Once you get to the gate, once you get on the main road, you're fine. Yeah, well, yeah, I went yeah. around the back. Um, oh yeah. Diff- difficult to know what the <laughs> difficult to know what the causes are. Um, was it because they put on the F thirty five last, and the, it was an F it was a debut for the F thirty five at. Um, RAF Cosford. Uh, so, you know, everyone wanted to see the self fighter. Was that the issue or was it just that people just had like a like a proper hunger for air shows and, and they didn't want to go early? Um, there just seemed to be so many people and um, there seems to be a lot of lessons unlearned. It seems, you know, I, yeah, they've got to look at it for next year, but, you know, they've been out of it for two years. So just from that perspective with regards to, were they really having it up in the commentary like, the F-35's coming. Whoa. First time we've seen it at Cosford. Or was it just the F-35's on at the end of the day? Um, I don't I think it was over air. It didn't just like be like, oh, F-35's coming and then that was it. Like, they, you know, they, they made a thing of it because yeah. you, because this, that's what <laughs> they're common. That's their job. But it wasn't mm. like over air. like, oh my God, you have to see this. This is the best thing ever. 
Um, but it was a hovering jet at a, at a British air show. You know, I mean, yeah. the public public want to see that, especially with memories of the Harrier. So, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I I suspect, I you know, as a just a pure idiot who talks too much i suspect that that would was why there was a traffic issue because yeah. everyone wanted to see the f-35 um and i, I think you know had you put it on in the middle of the day then absolutely. you know people people wouldn't have stuck around for hawks and uh you know a, a lynx display they wouldn't have bothered yeah i mean as you say it's for for the casual punter and we're not very casual um just look at our wardrobes. Um, but we are something that rhymes with punt. <laughs> I'm not saying that on here because it'll get bleeped. Um, but as you say, it's a hovering fighter jet yeah, that has yeah, exactly, self-capabilities. Yeah. To, you know, Joe Public, um, which is a bit of a derogatory phrase I know, it's very, very, very cool. And mm. over the past, what, when, when have you had the chance to see that react if you've done it and that's it? They're only first delivered to the UK in 2018, mid-2018. So we had some shows at the back end of 2018. We had 2019, although they were still, you know, they still didn't have that many of them then. So, you know, this was probably the first air show year where where you can expect some sort of regular appearance from an F-35 in in some capacity at Jubilee Flypasses or whatever. So I I just think the public were anxious to see it. And I think that being on, you know, last was a nice a lovely way to conclude the show but yeah it you know it, it was a big ball ache for the traffic i yeah. think because the weather was so good as well yeah yeah god that's another thing i forget about cosford you're staring up into the sun all day and i i was done you know you're just so dried out i was just drinking as much fluid as, as i could but it's you know you've got a headache and it's long and um just yeah i i was i was done by the end of the day i needed to just sort of just sit and breathe well mate just wait until ria in a month's time i know yeah but, the, but that's what i mean at least the sun's behind you i was saying to dom if ria was five days and you were facing the sun the entire time i don't think i could do it you'd look like mr krabs there's <laughs> a there's a hopefully moving on i know exactly where you're gonna go with that it's too Spongebob Squarepants. Where else would I go? Oh, I thought uh, you meant the STD. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> no, I meant Spongebob. God. Just scratching you my bollocks all over the place. <laughs> you two are horrendous. Sorry. God. You need some innocent minds. God. Need, need sound to moderate. We're just saying what you're thinking. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, um, good, good to be back at, at Cosford. Overall, good to be back, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to hear that, um, you know, it, some good displays and things like that, things to work on, but as you say, Dom, you'll, you'll be chatting a little bit more about it in your review that's coming up soon, won't you? Yep. Um, so, Tom, you're off to Denmark. This Well, by the time that this goes out, Tom's probably been to Denmark, although Ian is lightning, lightning quicker, so... Yeah, um, yeah. I, I could already have been murdered by some, you know, some pastry wielding, <laughs> lovely, lovely people with clean energy and bicycles. Throw some bacon at you. Yeah. Get out, get out of the country. Would have accidentally um, offended them. <laughs> yes, I get to Denmark this weekend. Danish air show. I mean, it looks very good. I mean, the lineup looks great. But... I've not even seen you, the lineup. 
do, do you know we we were actually we we were talking and and um, I'm kind of excited to see the Danish home stuff. Um, you know, we don't often get to see sort of their you know say their Seahawks for example. I don't think they've actually attended a UK show. I think they were listed for Waddington in 2020 before the pandemic, and that was it. So, kind of excited for the home stuff. But um, we was talking. There's not actually that like a big ticket item on the participation list that there has been. You know, 2018 they had the Starfighter. When we went down, it was the Ukrainian uh, Su-27, which was an air show. <laughs> yeah, which was an air show. I think it was not a debut, but it was like the first show back displaying. Um, so there's not really a big ticket item. But yeah, I'm excited. Um, Silver Spitfire is doing a display around the world. Silver Spitfire. That's cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. What a bizarre show for it to go to. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, really weird. So that's kind of awesome. Looking forward to seeing that um, and some others. Uh, seeing a lot of the Swedish historics uh, for for the first time. A nine ship of Danish F-16s. That yeah, looks yeah, pretty cool. Can't go wrong, right? And I do love how they put um, a race against an F-16 and a vehicle that's <laughs> not allowed on public roads. <laughs> so what's that going to be like? I don't know. It's going to be some old man in a mobility scooter. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep. What are those that's put lights? One of those little orange <laughs> flashing lights. It's nothing, by the way, it's nothing negative about old man. My, grand, my granddad's got one and he's a rock star with it. But I just mean, in terms of stuff that's not road legal. I managed to evolve my granddad's. Did you? I really hurt oh. myself. Yeah, I fell I over. Bet you did. Then I fell out of it. <laughs> you fell um, over first. <laughs> yeah. That's a story for another time, once we've had some beers. Indeed. Right. Um, That has been another episode of the UK Airshow Review Podcast. Um, You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, There's a fair few others that are now SoundCloud as well. Um, If you want to join in the chats with the run-up to React and things like that, um, head to our website, which is um, forums.airshows.co.uk. Um, and we'll hopefully chuck another episode out very, very soon. Um, but for now, take care and uh, yeah, all the best. This has been your captain. No, it's not. Nah, I'm not your captain speaking just yet. <laughs> <laughs>